Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer and I talk to somebody who may be Impact World Champion come Monday, Tessa Blanchard. My young Jedi has done everything to get her to the top and more so history this Sunday. That's right. Hard to kill coming up on Sunday, January 12th. Also, we get into the Royal Rumble with Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman announced on Raw Monday that he is going to be the number one entrant into the Rumble. 20 years plus Paul Heyman still causing controversy with me having to handle all of his crazy decisions still but hey it's one hell of a decision and speaking of controversy we also get into the miz and cm punk the miz saying something about punk on wwe backstage and then punk saying something on social media we'll do all that right now on the busted open podcast I mentioned Brock Lesnar before, and again, let's go back to what took place on Monday on Monday Night Raw with Paul Heyman's announcement. How about every single solitary challenger that wants Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble can have Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble because, ladies and gentlemen, here's your official announcement. My client, Brock Lesnar hereby enters the Royal Rumble match. What? Oh, wait a minute. That just enters the Royal Rumble match. That would kind of make history. Let's go all the freaking way. My client, Brock Lesnar, enters the Royal Rumble match first. So we're going to have Brock enter the Rumble first. This isn't like 2016 with Roman Reigns. The championship is not on the line. So let me ask you this, Tommy. Two-fold question. What do you think of Brock coming in at number one? What is it setting up? And what do you think the surprise entrant is going to be? Because we are a lot of speculation yesterday about a surprise entrant at 30. What do you think about how they're kind of like presenting the Royal Rumble this year? Here's my take. If you enter any surprise person at a later number and then they eliminate Brock, if it comes down to Brock and that person, it's going to actually hurt that person if they're a babyface. Brock lasting that entire time will turn Brock, I feel, mega, mega babyface because people will appreciate that hard work and determination that he just put forth. He's going to be wrestling in the ring for over an hour. So you have to be very, very careful who it is. You know, let's say if it's a John Cena and he comes out at number 28, they're going to pop. But if John Cena then wins it or eliminates him, they're going to boo. And this goes down to being the winner. It's a it's a bold statement for Brock Lesnar. I think there could only be one person who would get an amazing reaction if they came out later, eliminated Brock Lesnar, and went on to win the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. would be The Undertaker. And I don't think anyone wants to see that. Uh, they wouldn't want to see The Undertaker in the main event of WrestleMania, unless it was my career's on the line, all that stuff. 
Well, I have a sneaky suspicion we are going to definitely get The Undertaker at this year's WrestleMania. It's just how we're going to get The Undertaker at this year's WrestleMania. I I like how on backstage Booker is politicking for him and his brother for the Royal Rumble against Revival. Fabulous matchup. I think it should happen. Um, Would love to see Booker T in any capacity back in the ring. Uh, I think he would be a great surprise for the Royal Rumble. Listen, man, uh, I say this all the time with the Royal Rumble or anytime you do matches like that, no one actually cares about the in-ring wrestling. They mm-hmm. only You're literally looking, if it's a minute 30, they'll do a something, 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 and who's the next person coming out until the final entrant is in there. So you could do all surprises. You could do no surprises, which was, I think, last year. There was really no real surprises. It was last year or two years where you were just like, huh, I wasn't in it. So I don't really care. No surprise. Well, last year was the whole thing with the mixed match challenge when we we knew on the women's side and the men's side who the 30th entrant was going to be. So it kind of it kind of spoiled stuff. It was I, I think it was a little to me, it was a little deflating for last year's Royal Rumble. Yes. Uh, but you, you just got to be careful on how you book that, because this is going into WrestleMania. I always thought. And I liked how at least you had someone who can articulate very, very well, Paul Heyman, why it's happening, because Brock would technically be in the main event anyway. Correct? Yeah, and and this is going to set up whatever matchup is going to have. You don't get the guaranteed main event because last year's WrestleMania was the three-way with Ronda, the girls. Yeah, but you did have Brock. It was Brock and Seth. But it wasn't the main event. It wasn't the main event. It used to be you'd had the main event of WrestleMania. Right. It's not the main event technically anymore. I think it's just your choice of title Which shot. Which title? Yeah, title yeah. shot. So if yeah. Brock wins, he gets to wrestle himself. Or or he can go after the Universal Championship. Hmm. Or maybe there's something that happens in the next coming weeks that, that kind of shines a light on that a little bit. There more, are you know? some pay-per-views. Be after the, There are you know a couple pay-per-views sandwiched in be, between the Rumble and WrestleMania where... Listen, anything can happen, and maybe Brock is defending the title at those at those pay per views. Who knows what's gonna happen? Maybe maybe Brock Lesnar won't be champion. I Who think knows? If, if you look within the WWE, I mean, I the WWE universe would implode if CM Punk was the one who got rid of. It. I'll take that back. Undertaker and CM Punk would be the only two people that would be total baby faces mm. if they eliminated Brock. Uh, what uh, a returning Undertaker or a returning CM Punk? Correct. What and a, eliminating Brock later in the in the round. What it a, means none. Listen, it means nothing if Brock gets eliminated at fifteen. It means nothing if Brock gets eliminated at twenty. It really does. He has to go the full gambit, or at least be final four. But he's going to get babyface reactions because he's going to be in there for so long. I'll I'll throw another name that people are speculating that might make a return at WrestleMania. What about a returning Edge? Hmm. If he was to come in at 30 and eliminate Brock Lesnar. I think the people would explode. However, you'd have to watch because then you'd have all your naysayers say, Edge just did that. Now he's going to the main event. Um, And he, you know, Edge, listen, I'm friends with the guy. I don't think Edge is returning. He is feeling good. He's doing a lot of outside projects. If Edge did come back, would be an an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, it's just I don't know if he'd want to risk his health, his over, his overall well being. Mm-hmm. So and then, but like you'd again, you'd have the naysayers say, "Oh, he came in at thirty, eliminated him. Now he's in the main event right away." It's yay, and then I'm saying five seconds later, everyone's hating it. And this is supposed to be your baby face going for the title, for the chase. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. When Bully was bringing up CM Punk at 30, it's so funny. Him and Alex knew exactly... Alex knew, and so did Gabby, knew exactly where he was going. My mind went to The Undertaker, as it always does. I'm thinking handcuffed. I'm thinking gong. But he was talking about CM Punk, and he was talking, and, and, and honestly, Bully made some really honest and truthful 
like just evidence of why it would be good because first of all, if CM Punk did come out at 30, the pop would be unreal for CM Punk. And there is a story there with CM Punk and Brock, obviously with Paul Heyman, and they had that story back in 2013 between the two. And you could always go back to that. And how great would it be to see Punk and Heyman going back and forth, you know, as you got closer and closer to WrestleMania. First of all, what would be your thoughts of CM Punk returning? I mean, I know it, it's 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 not far-fetched, but it is as close to far-fetched as you could get, even though he's somewhat back in the fold. What are your thoughts about CM Punk possibly coming back for the Rumble? I would love it personally. I don't think it's going to happen. And I hope the Royal Rumble wouldn't be marred by CM Punk chance because then if that happens or if there's any little bits of teases of it, you're going to be getting... If he does not come back, then there's no payoff for the fans. And mm-hmm. no matter what happens, it would be a disappointment. And that shouldn't happen. I agree with that. And then CM Punk always, like, as soon as you're thinking, hey, you know, CM Punk, maybe, just maybe, you know, he's back. He's part of WWE backstage. And then, you know, The Miz uh, was a, a guest on WWE backstage last night and um yeah there's a little bit of controversy yeah a little i mean you know when you're throwing out vulgarities if you're a cm punk about stuff that was happening and then quickly wwe fox had to delete the video of the miz and stuff like cm punk if if there's gonna be a bridge built in that relationship between punk and the wwe it always seems like you know cm punk is gonna find a way to burn it down I would like to state that it is a new decade. It is 2020, a new everything. And I would like to tell anyone who is famous or anyone who is not famous, but if you're famous, you have more of a voice. And this goes to a lot of people. I know you are very, very strongly opinionated. Maybe, just maybe, for the sake of your career, your uh, legacy, maybe sometimes you don't want to state publicly what you put out there. Uh, sometimes in social media. Maybe it's just best to keep your thoughts and actions to yourself uh, just because there's a lot of people who are a little bit bonkers this new year. Yeah. And uh, maybe you just think twice before you have to put something out there on social media because, man, it's last couple of days were not the best for some pro wrestlers. No. You don't want to do that. And and just so uh, people who do not know, on WWE Backstage... Last night, The Miz was a guest, and The Miz was saying, you know, in character about how he's been the best guest on WWE backstage. Renee Young and Paige were kind of alluding that it might have been CM Punk in week in, in week number one when Punk was a part of that show. And Miz, in character, said, oh, sorry, I didn't change the culture. My bad, my bad, and responding to Renee and Paige bringing up Punk. And then Punk on social media, and I don't understand why he thought this was a good idea or was appropriate in the fact that Miz was in character on WWE backstage last night. Punk tweeted out to the Miz, go suck a blood money cover beep in Saudi Arabia, you beeping dork. Why? Like, honestly, Tommy, why? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're friends or if they're not friends. Just you got to uh, sometimes stay away from that social media thing. You know, there's there's a lot of, uh, like I said, a lot of bad, especially right now. You know, I woke up to 2020 and my daughter's like, Dad, are we going to war? Because she got an alert on her phone that told us that we're going to war in World War Three, And she was very, very upset about it. And, you know, that's why I use professional wrestling as my getaway i don't really i haven't looked at what's trending in a while because it's all bad yeah and i just like you know what i'm just gonna stay away just because i don't want to think like that i love to live in my fake wrestling world because though it is when i say fake my feelings and emotions are not fake to what i feel towards stuff that i love and that's why i just continue to be that way and the other thing too and and here's the problem that i have with a tommy is that I know that CM Punk is on WWE backstage, though I think clearly everyone thought that his role was going to be a lot bigger on WWE backstage than what it's been. He's been on, what, two shows 
since he started with WWE backstage. The Miz is entrenched in the WWE. He is a WWE lifer. He's a WWE creation. This has been his dream. He's living out his dream. And I will say this, The Miz has had one hell of a career and is a future WWE Hall of Famer. CM Punk is not involved in this. By his own choosing, I might add. Why make those kind of shots if you're CM Punk? You're not even in that world. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I could feel that he says he feels that it was a shot taken at him. That's how oh, I Oh, come on. Get over it. It was. It was, but it was, it was, a, sh- but it was a shot. But, it, but here's the thing, and Alex Metz just, just shouted out it was. It was. He's a part of WWE backstage. Miz is on WWE backstage. Miz was in character on that show. It, was it a little bit of a backhanded, you know, yeah, sure. It was a, it was a slight on, but for Punk to go to those lengths on social media, come on, man. I mean, that th- th- you talk about unclassy. That's an unclassy comment by CM Punk. I'm sorry. There is no reason to go to that lengths. And if you want to say something, you know what? Say something on WWE backstage when when you grace the show. That you've only graced twice since you've been a part of it. And then what? Now Miz is going to have to hear about this? Miz is going to possibly have to hear Punk chants while he's just going out there to do his job? Again, CM Punk was never fired. He walked away from it. Now, whether you agree with the fact that that was the right thing to do or not, hey, he accepted a role on WWE backstage. That's something that he decided to do. I, I just I just thought that was uncalled for the comment by CM Punk. And like you said, when you're going to social media to do it, you know what? Think before you send. And Alex, I may be wrong on this, so please clarify. He's he so far has deleted it, right, Punk? He deleted it almost immediately after he sent it. So that that means that he maybe regret- he went to text him it and he pressed tweet by accident. <laughs> I, suppose, I do that. I suppose that's possible. I, I, I do that all the time. I don't think it is possible, and that and that and that means <laughs> and that means that it is. That means no, it's not. And that means also that once he said it, he goes, "Boy, I'm a, I'm an asshole. Maybe I should delete that." You know, here here's the what biggest. Thing. I mean, I mean, can we just say the guy's an ass? Can no, we can we my... just say the guy's and for tweeting something like that to the Miz, he's an ass. Well. Number one, am I, I wrong? I know both guys. I was the one who hired both guys into WWE. And you hired an ass. Okay. Um, what I'm trying to say is, you never know. They could be friends, and they were messing with each other, and then oh, that could be. Then taken why did out he again. delete it then? It could be a text that well, he put out on Twitter by accident. They, they didn't. Do but that. here are the ramifications. Miz has 3.2 million followers. Punk has 2.7 million followers. So. In a brief nanosecond, six million people can quickly see that. And you could see how quickly something like that can happen. And that's the bad part of social media. And listen, I love CM Punk. Let me just say, I love CM Punk. I was a fan of CM Punk when he was wrestling. That's just uncalled for. And he's an ass for doing it. I don't know him personally. You know, I, I interviewed him a couple of times. That was it. I would love to have him on this show. He hasn't been, he hasn't come on this show. I would love for him to be a guest on this show. And if he was, I would say, that was an asinine thing you did by tweeting and that out. And he would fire back at you. And, and what? And fire back what? And say what? Maybe he has a reason. I don't know. I'm not going to ask him either. I don't care. doesn't bother me. Well, you put it out there on social media and you, put, and you, and you tagged him is. Yes. But maybe again, and vulgarity. When you, I just said the f word on the air. I got fined ten dollars already. Um, well, if, actually, you were fined ten dollars for eating on the air. But I digress. Go ahead. All right, I lost my train of thought. I'm losing money on this show. I did two job. I did a job to Christmas, two job to New Year's Eve, and now I'm getting fined. I lost my train of thought. Let's talk. About no, you're ice talking cream. about punk. And you're talking and you're making an excuse on why he would send the tweet like I'm not making out. an excuse. I said I don't know, nor do I care. That's all I said. Here's my thing. Even if, if they are if they are friends and they this was kind of done in a in a joking manner, clearly the public didn't take it that way. 
No, and and Alex, you and I are friends, correct? Yes. And we make we make little jabs at each other yes. here on the show and on social media. Yes. Would you ever send out a tweet to that degree with that vulgarity, bringing in politics into the tweet? Would you ever do that? Well, I would. I'm, the answer is no. I would. I'm never one to censor anybody. I feel if you if you got something to say, go ahead and say it. That that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. But I do take other people's feelings and the way other people perceive things into consideration. And for that reason, and those reasons alone is why you're correct i would never tweet something like no, that you wouldn't yes i don't listen i have <sighs> since this new decade uh has started i have kind of stayed away from social media i've also stayed away for stop it calm no, down no 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 what you just said i have to i have to jump in because you're a hundred percent right cm punk is not involved in pro wrestling he is not a pro wrestler. Yes, okay, right? yes, he is. So, no, he's not. Yes, he is. He chose not to be. He chose. He's, he's, he's a, back. He's, he's an analyst for uh, a, 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 he's a, a television he's a guest show. Host. He's a okay, guest but host. he's getting paid to analyze to be an analyst. That would be okay. Let me ask you this: I'm an analyst on this show. Yes. Did I not have you involved in my House of Hardcore shows? You did. So guess what? You became. You entered the world of professional wrestling. You are a professional wrestling uh, commodity. So I could do a match with you. I could do me, you, Bubba, and Mark Henry versus uh, four other people. Correct? Yes, you could. Would we then have to be able to call you a wrestler? That night you would be. You've already been a wrestler, referee. You can okay. be in the wrestling name game now. You're in it. So what I'm trying to say is he is in the business. You don't know if he is trying to come back uh, or they are going to set something. You also don't know if he's friends with the guy. Who the hell knows? You can't just jump on it. Yes, he deleted it instantly. I would just say, hey, my account was hacked. I would say, I would blame Alex. Alex has control of my Twitter. I would say Gabby did it. I just, w- can I have control can, of can I, can I say this? Gabby stole my phone. Can I, can I say this? Hang on. You know, in Impact and in WWE, uh, talent are supposed to give their um, social media to the company, and the company can tweet if they wanted to. Really? Yes. Wow. Maybe it was someone from the company. I doubt it because he's not part of the WWE. I blame Christian. Uh, I can understand that. Um, now my question is, the next time Punk does show up on backstage, do they bring this up you or do they to. ignore it? Well, uh, you know, backstage is the most honest wrestling show next to this show because- I guess you never heard the bump. I don't even know what that show is. That's what they used to use with, with the, yeah, with that guy. Yeah, what the, what's his name? Matt. The bump is a 1990s term for cocaine, and then that's all I know. What the bump is, yeah, or the I, 90s and 90s. When I when I fall on myself, I take um, a bump. I would agree with you, Tommy. That uh, the backstage as a WWE branded show is probably the most honest thing that you're going to get from people directly involved in the business in the ring next to this show. Correct. So, would they bring it up? No, because it would be, I feel they would look at it as an embarrassment on this show. Would uh, For all the greatness that we would do on this show, would you bring up myself dropping the F-bomb on this show? No. So, that would be, and that was just because I got so caught up in what I was talking about and then going to my own personal experiences, then I get emotionally invested to what I'm saying, and I get upset because, mm-hmm. like I was saying, I was one of those talents. Anyway... I don't think it's a bigger a big deal as we are making it. Really don't. Okay. All right, fair enough. 877-344-4893. I just think that if you want to change the culture, maybe making it more positive to people that actually do want to work when you yourself do not want to work. I I would argue, Dave, that punk bringing up what's going on politically with Saudi Arabia and shining a light on that and the business WWE does, I I would tell you he feels that that's something positive. All right, but you know I what? I would argue that. The, uh, you know what, Alex? You can make that argument. There's better ways to present of that course. argument than Absolutely. the way that he Of course. Did. Of course. course. There's no doubt. But it could, like I said, and I know you think I'm joking and I'm not like good with uh, technology. On my Twitter, I can press a picture button that goes to my gallery and I almost sent... A very bad picture <laughs> that to Twitter me. when I was sending it to somebody else, but because I just went, I 
click the button for gallery, mm-hmm. and it brings up all my social media. And instead of pressing text message, I pressed Twitter, and all I had to do was press send, and there would have been something bad of Tommy Dreamer <laughs> out there. However, however, I was able to look at it and say, well, thank God I didn't send that picture. I'll send it to you, though. Please, I would love to see it. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Somebody who, after Sunday, we could be calling the Impact World Heavyweight Champion and joins us now is the one and only, one of the greats, and one of our favorite guests and friends here on Busted Open, the one and only, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa, how are you today? I'm doing good. Good morning, guys. How are you? We are great and really looking forward to Sunday because come Sunday... You might be making history. Fingers crossed. Um, I actually, I just arrived in Dallas for the week, um, so I'm looking forward to it, too. Tessa, my young Jedi master here. How are you today? As my girl. (laughs) How are you? I'm okay. You know, it's funny. Uh, I was driving in my car yesterday, and I heard not one, not two, but thrice, three different advertisements for this match on the radio on three different stations here in New York. Wow. This is a big, big deal. And we talk about somebody. When you talk about paying your dues and you talk about doing something right and someone who is literally always shines, it's this diamond right here, Tessa Blanchard, third generation. And uh, how are you feeling going into this? Uh, You know, I feel like... I should be feeling more nervous. Maybe that'll come on Sunday, but uh, more so I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. You know, I, one thing that I've always wanted to do, I want to make history in my, my own way. I want to set goals for myself that have never been accomplished by a female athlete. And that's what we're doing. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And when you look at what you've been able to do with Impact Wrestling and you go back to your match with Gail Kim and, you know, beating such a, you know, one of the greatest of all time, Hall of Famer and Gail Kim. And now fast forward to what we're going to see this Sunday where you're going after the world championship against somebody like Sammy Callahan because Sammy Callahan is a different kind of cat. You talk about a clash of styles. Talk a little bit about Sammy Callahan. Uh, I've said it before, you know, Sammy, I feel like he's one of the most talented guys in our locker room. Uh, he's very versatile, but he's he's a shameless champion. He he does whatever he needs to do to get ahead, even if it involves OVE or cheating or whatever he needs to do to get ahead. But Sammy is so talented, and I honestly feel in my heart that he could become the world champion without all the tactics that he's resorted, resorted to. And that's what makes him so awful is that he doesn't have to act the way that he does. He chooses to. He chooses to act this way. Um, and that's where I want to step in. That's where I have a problem. And this Sunday, he's, he said that it's not a man versus a woman. It's just professional wrestling. And that's one thing that I actually do agree with is because I, I said it straight to Sammy. I said, I'm – this Sunday, I'm going to make history, not because of my gender, not because I'm a woman, um, but because I'm going to be the one that takes this title away from Sammy, and it's just professional wrestling. Tessa, how does it feel? We're, you know, Last time we were in Dallas, you're the main event of the pay-per-view. Now again, we're in Dallas. Uh, you're in, this is the biggest match I want to say for Impact is, the historic ramifications going into it. Does it mean anything more because you're in Dallas, you know, with your grandfather's territory, uh, you know, being from Texas, does it mean anything more to you? Uh, is there any other place maybe you'd want this to ha- to be? You know, I, I think everything comes full circle. Um, 
I don't think that there's a better place to have this match. You know, Sammy and I's first one-on-one at Slammiversary was in Dallas. Um, and then this Sunday will be in Dallas. I think that everything happens for the right reasons at the right time. And this just, everything's come full circle. Uh, so I think it, it makes it a little bit special that my family has such history in Texas. Um, I have some family coming out this Sunday too, to support me. Um, but you know, if I, if I do come out on top this Sunday, being a history making champion, that's a different kind of challenge. Uh, you know, if I do come out on top, I'm going to have to work and train harder and the intensity is just going to have to be equal to, if not greater, every single day. And, uh, you know, Dave, I have been around the wrestling business 30 years, and we were just talking, Tessa, about the use of veterans uh, in WWE compared to other places. Uh, Tessa ha- impressed me the most with the questions that she asked, mm-hmm. not just to you know to me, but to other, you know, Scott Demore, Don Callis. And, you know, for me... I don't want to say she's my protege, but I've been, you know, helping her out a lot because every time, and I've noticed this more so with the women than the men, they'll ask me questions and then they'll ask me how to change it and they actually go out there and apply it as opposed to other talents or mainly men where they'll ask me the questions. I know they're really just doing it to like kiss my ass because they don't go out there and change the stuff that they do. But uh, Tessa from myself, Rob Van Dam, Rhino, uh, She's always gone out there, asked questions, and improved what she does. And to me, that's the mark of greatness. And she definitely has that greatness. How do you feel about the use of like veterans in this business and all coming from someone who was born into the business? I feel like, well, first off, I'm so thankful for you guys because I feel like we're always going to be a student of the game. And without the people that came before us, we wouldn't be here and we wouldn't be able to improve those things. You guys have lived it. You guys have been in the ring for so long and you guys have gone through what we're going through right now. So if we didn't listen to you, we'd just be dumbasses. So um, I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that. But uh, to be able to work alongside you guys too and have that kind of mentorship and guidance is invaluable. Uh, I always said that I'm super blessed because I have my dad and my stepdad, um, to kind of coach me and mentor me. And if I have any questions, then, you know, they're there. And just having you guys also, uh, Gail, you, Rhino, RVD, if if we ever need anything, you know, you guys are there to mentor us, to guide us, to help us improve, to get better. Um, and I want to take full advantage of those resources just because I want to be the greatest version of myself possible in and out of the ring. I, I don't want to be good. I want to be great. I don't want to be passable. I want to be one of the best in the world one day. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to get that leg up. And speaking of the best, I saw on social media that you had a nice little, uh, I don't know, special moment over uh, the holidays. Yes. <laughs> it's been a It's been a good year professionally and personally. Yeah, man. That's uh, pretty congratulations. I don't really like to talk about people's social life, but uh, when you put it out there on social media. I know, you hate it more than anything. Yes. It's all business when it comes to Tommy. It is 100% business. Very professional Tommy Dreamer. That is me. Congratulations, though, by the way, Tessa. Thank you, For something I won't talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Just bring it up on the air, make it a question, but not talk about it. Uh, Tessa's (laughs) crazy. Uh, Tessa, seriously, though, when you look at this pay-per-view on Sunday and you look at this match with Sammy Callahan, obviously Impact has gone through a ton of changes. Uh, Now being on Access, now being the premier show on Access, the other wrestling show on Access is Wow Women of Wrestling, and, and you're the major star on that show as well. Coming out of Sunday, I mean, not only could you be the championship holder, the the face of the franchise when it comes to Impact Wrestling, but the face of wrestling when it comes to Access TV as well. Do you feel any pressure coming in, going into Sunday? You know, uh, I feel pressure every day of my life. People have asked me that before, and it's like I feel the pressure to – uh, do my family proud, my grandpa, my dad, my stepdad to do their name proud and to carry on this family legacy, but also create my own at the same time. Um, with the position I've been put in at Impact and at WOW, um, 
you know there there is that pressure just to uh, live up to the hype but you know pressure created this diamond um and you know in, in certain companies i'm becoming the standard bearer and that's an honor and there is a certain pressure that comes with it but I feel like I work pretty well under pressure. Um, and, you know, this Sunday, I'm sure I'll feel plenty of pressure leading up to that match, but I know what's at stake and I know what the greater cause is. And I kind of use that pressure as a fuel to take me to the next level. And I've always been able to channel it that way. My dad always told me that that's important is to take any sort of pressure and fuel it, use it as the fuel to take you to that next level maybe in becoming the kind of fighting champion that's in my DNA, for instance. <laughs> Tessa, uh, the business has changed so much since I started. Um, and I also see the improvements. Can you tell Daga to close his door, please? I, that noise is It's actually me. Ross. Ah, of course it's Ross. Ross. Tommy says shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you... Uh, the women uh, and in this business, the improvements that have been made and the fact that, you know, they're no longer eye candy, they're athletes. Is there anything more that you want to see for women in professional wrestling? You know, I, I think it's really cool that women are given such a platform right now. And in different companies, you're seeing the first this and the first that and the first this and the first that. And, and I think it's so great. It's so great for the evolution of women's wrestling and for women's athletes altogether. Um, and one thing that stood out to me about all that was at, at first I let it bother me a little bit. Like it, it would kind of give me an itch that, Oh man, I want to be a part of the first this and the first that and, and this to happen, but I want to be different. I want to make an impact on the business in a way that's different than anybody else has. And I feel like impact is giving us the platform to do that through intergender wrestling, which is really cool to me. And I feel like the other women in impact, uh, Taya, Jordan, Havoc, uh, Rosemary, I feel like each time that they get in the ring and they're thrown a new challenge, they're doing the same thing. Uh, for instance, monsters ball, they had a few months back. I charts. felt like, Oh, it was amazing. And uh, our women are just, pushing the limits and we want to make history in a different way in a way that's unique to us um and you know i don't i don't know what that means exactly but we're finding it out as, as we go along which is kind of a cool thing too taya is actually the longest reigning champion in all of professional wrestling right now but i think i saw that on social media yeah i put it out there <laughs> I, probably, I probably saw you tweet <laughs> you know what i was uh thinking May, are you tall enough to do a slingshot where you pick the person up, I know you know the move, and instead of giving just a regular regular suplex, turn it into a belly-to-belly -to, -belly to honor both your fathers? Ooh, that would be a, I might have to try that. I did I did a slingshot with Gail, and I also did it with Madison Rain. Um, so you are tall enough. I, I, I am tall enough to do the slingshot, uh, but I haven't turned it into a belly-to-belly. -to -belly. You'd have be. to pop it up, click it, and then... Just turn, pop their head out, and trap the arm. Yeah, we'll work on that for Slammiversary. <laughs> Just break Sammy. Sammy's too fat; he can't get him up. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you know, Tessa, do you think because of what you just said, we talked about history, you talked about intergender wrestling, do you feel like this matchup on Sunday should be talked about more? Obviously, we're talking about it here on Busted Open, but do you think like a match with this significance should be talked about a lot more than it has been? Um I don't really have the right answer to that. I feel like it's it has gotten a lot of attention. Uh, especially more recently, uh, maybe yes, maybe no, maybe it will after Sunday. Um, because I think what we're doing is really special. Uh, Sammy and I's beef aside, I feel like what him and my, him and I, if you really look at it, what we're able to do in wrestling altogether, we're really breaking the mold. We're shattering ceilings. It's, it's making people, it, it's either disrupting them or people are supporting it. And it's cool that we're getting a reaction either way because it's drawing awareness to intergender wrestling, which we view as just pro wrestling because uh, we're in a time in 2020 where, you know, women, women are looked at as athletes. Women can go out there and kill it better than men. if not the same as men. Um, 
it, it's a cool it's a cool thing where we are in 2020 and for Sammy and I to be looked at as uh, kind of a bullet point in the evolution of it all is it's a really cool thing with uh this that we're doing is cool you're also going to be met with a lot of hate because I know I see it. I know you've experienced it. Um, I've looked at 2020 as eliminating all negatives from my life. And how are you going to address the naysayers or what they say about, I don't even call it intergender wrestling, but for the fact of some of our listeners, because I just call it wrestling, uh, how are you going to address the hate? You know, I... I think I've talked to you a little bit about it and D'Lo a little bit about it too, like at tapings where, you know, I feel that sometimes I'm not oblivious to it. I'm not stupid. Um, And I feel like no matter what happens in life, people are always going to have something to say. And the way that I look at it is I think that no matter what you go through, whether it's a positive a negative, whatever it is, if you're able to turn the way you think about it into a positive, then you'll be able to get through it. Um, And, I feel like anyone that's put in the position that I'm in, especially going into this Sunday, it's different. People aren't used to it. Uh, Some people might not be okay with it because it's not traditional. It's not what we've been taught. It's not what we've seen all the time. Um, But that's what I love about it. I love that it's different. I love that we're doing something that hasn't been done before. I think it makes it special. I think it, it draws more attention to our company even. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at having mental strength. I feel like I've got one of the strongest minds that I probably could ever have uh, because of my dad. He's always said that mental strength is so important if you want to be successful in this business. And, you know, I, people used to say that I was only where I was because of my last name or because of uh, my dad or because, you know, Sammy said it before that my dad made a call. First things first, I started pro wrestling without even telling my family. I wrestled for an entire year without my family even knowing about it. And when when uh, High Spot said that I couldn't train there anymore because my family didn't know about it, that's when I told them so that I could keep wrestling. I've worked like hell for this. I've worked and trained harder than most people that I know. I was in the ring six, seven days a week for hours and hours and hours on end just so that anytime anyone said, you're only getting this because you're a Blanchard. You're only getting this because of your dad or because of your stepdad. There was zero validity to any of those statements because I've worked so damn hard for it. And over the past six years, pound for pound, man or woman, I've become one of the best professional wrestlers in this business. Wow, I love it. Yeah. Tess, I'll tell you what. Um, my defining moment for my career where at first it clicked and the light went on for me was when I pile drove Beulah gave my pose, went into the crowd, and was chanting ECW all bloody, and they showed it all the time. Uh, And that was my defining moment for where Paul Heyman was, for me, where he's just like, you get it, you're over, you're done. For you, I remember you and I were in Mexico. The house wasn't as good. It was kind of a dead house, and a lot of the wrestlers weren't playing up to the fans. We were the main event in a dead house. And she's like, Tommy, how do you get up uh, for your matches? And I was just like... Uh, you ever have a real job? It sucks, right? She goes, yeah. And we went out there and we tore it up. And she was a ring general with, you know, uh, I guess I'd be the Jedi master and she was my Jedi. And <laughs> we tore it up and had those people on their feet. And I came through that curtain and I was like, this girl has it. And right from there, I was just like, I knew it. And it, like, I don't say that about men. I don't say that about women. I say that about you. And... I couldn't be proud of where you're at in your career, and I know you're going to tear it up on Sunday, win, lose, or draw. And she also has that mentality that she got from her family of she wants to have the best match on the card at all times. And there isn't a more deserving person than Tessa Blanchard for where she's at. And I just I love you personally and professionally, and I can't wait to see your match on uh, Sunday. And I'm not going to be your agent because I'm too emotionally invested in it. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. (laughs) Seriously, thank you. literally means the world seriously you know you look at the 2019 that you had and you know you look at impact wrestling and three of your matches were in the top five list for impact wrestling and 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 this is where um i'll do a bit of a 
a, almost like a PSA for Impact Wrestling. Because everyone that listens to this show, and Tommy, as you know, this is one of the most popular shows, not only in the sports department here at SiriusXM, but the entire SiriusXM platform. And most of our, most of the fans that listen to this show are familiar with the WWE and very little else. But I think they give other things a chance because you and I talk about it with Bully and Mark as well. This is where I have to say, man, if you're listening to me talk right now, you should really give Impact Wrestling a chance and watch this pay-per-view on January 12th. And if you need a reason, I think the, the the person who's on with us right now is the reason. To be able to see Tessa Blanchard in the main event going up against Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, and this will really, to me, change the landscape of professional wrestling if Tessa Blanchard comes out champion. When I said at the beginning of this interview that this could be an historic match, I truly mean that. Because, let's face it, Tommy, if this was happening in the WWE, it's all that everybody would be talking about. Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan deserve to be talked about this week and coming out of whatever's going to happen on Sunday. So, everybody who's listening to my voice really needs to order this pay-per-view on January 12th. And if you need a reason, it's the main event and it's Tessa Blanchard. And Tessa, I really, truly hope that we're talking about you being world champion when we're talking about this match on Monday. Thank you, guys. Fingers crossed. I'm uh, staying focused, still training, and getting ready for this Sunday, honestly. Will, uh, I know Connie's with AEW, but can will there be a masked man, Tully Blanchard? In the, will he be doing the Midnight Rider gimmick and sitting ringside? <laughs> <laughs> it's There's not no Tully Blanchard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I'm going to, you know what, Tommy? I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to do a little more than just cross my fingers for Sunday. I'm going to say a little prayer. Ooh. Go to church on Sunday morning. I'm going to say a little prayer for Tessa. Because first of all, Sammy Callahan, as you know, is just he a, stole your sneakers. He stole. He, he, it was in like I was in time. prison. He took my shoes. He threatened my life. Uh, for that alone, I want Tessa to win. But I, obviously, I want health for both of you on Sunday. But I, I really hope you're that t- TNA. Or I'm sorry, TNA Impact World Heavyweight Champion. And I really think that. You know, of all the talk, and sometimes I do it, and sometimes you know a lot of our fans do it. You speak the the letters TNA. That's gone. It's Impact Wrestling, and and I really think Tessa Blanchard is going to be the face of Access TV when it's all said and done on Sunday. Tessa, I wish you all the luck in the world, and who knows, maybe if you do win the title, maybe a, a call-in from the world champion on Monday morning. I don't know, maybe. Ooh. That could be cool. Let's she talk. She might have a flight, but yeah, we'll see. No, I'm I'm staying in Dallas an extra day, so it could be possible. Now you have now you're calling a shot that you have to win. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe just maybe we'll be talking to a new world champion on Monday. Tessa, thank you so much for the time. Good luck on Sunday, and I know we'll be watching, and the nation will be watching, and the world will be watching and talking about it on Monday. Thank you, Tessa. Thank you, guys. See ya. Tessa Blanchard, Tommy. But, I, and here, this isn't taking anything away from Sammy Callahan because I, you know, personal issues aside, I do love Sammy Callahan. Uh, he's must-watch TV, but so is Tessa Blanchard. You couldn't ask for a better main event for Hard to Kill than Tessa and Sammy Callahan. No, and trust me, uh, because I had a large part of putting the entire card together, it's going to be a really, really good pay-per-view. And if you're... Listening to my voice, I don't think I ever let you down to anything professional wrestling. This uh, show is going to be a really, really good show, and you do have a chance to witness history and not just witness it via social media. Whatever happens, happens, because there's going to be a lot of good things happening and a lot of bad things happening, but uh, it's a really, really good show. On paper, it's really good. And, and like you said, if this was Brock Lesnar versus oh Becky or Brock Lesnar versus Charlotte Flair or The Fiend versus Becky, or The Fiend versus Charlotte Flair, it would be talked about, yes, Impact doesn't have the platform that WWE has. Uh, however, there's they're doing a big push uh, media-wise. Like I said, man, I, I was shocked that I heard three 
different it was uh three different radio stations yesterday that's awesome had slammiversary and i was like whoa uh, they're really investing a lot in this and so they should i mean there's a match that people aren't you know even though the show which last night i thought was phenomenal you know i saw i was there and i forgot how good eddie edwards and michael elgin was and uh madman fulton versus ken shamrock uh, I never knew that Madman Fulton tried out for the Olympics. I didn't know he was an All-American. I didn't know of what a badass he was. And the fact that he's going up against Ken Shamrock, uh, would they both have this like amateur background? I wish I knew all that going in because we promoted that even bigger like before when we were talking about Shelton Benjamin mm-hmm. and uh, Alistair Black. This is a match to me that on paper is like, whoa, this could be something, something really, really cool. And listen, a lot of people know Tessa Blanchard. Even people who don't watch Impact Wrestling know the name Tessa Blanchard. She has the respect of an audience. People regard her as one of the best women wrestlers in professional wrestling. And if she's able to do what she could possibly do on Sunday, man, I mean, she's near the top of that list. And she will be a champion on impact. And look at this card for Hard to Kill. Moose versus Rhino, like you just said. Madman Fulton going up against Ken Shamrock. Brian Cage going up against Rob Van Dam. I mean, Elgin against Edwards. Uh, Ace Austin, who I absolutely love, going up against Trade Challenges. I mean, like Jordan Grace going up against ODB and Taya. And then Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. That's one hell of a show for Hard to Kill on Sunday. Yeah. You know, another funny thing that didn't realize, I mean, at the time, that Tessa is now the longest reigning champion when, you know, we're because they, they, Taya. Taya, I'm yeah. sorry, when they do, uh, we do the television. And like with Jordan Grace and ODB, who ODB literally, like, I came up with the idea just to bring her back on the show to help with her GoFundMe. And then, you know, she came on this show and it kind of just happened organically. But, we never put over the fact that Tessa, who's the I mean Taya, who's the longest reigning champion in wrestling, could literally lose her title, and Jordan could have said something as simple as, "I don't have to beat you to get the title. I could beat this woman, who's a former Knockouts champion, all that stuff, who also hasn't wrestled in a long time." And, and you look at what happened with ODB. Now she's in the NWA. Now she's from a little little spark or a little bit of a buzz that came from this crazy head, and now she's out wrestling almost full-time. Think about it. Like, you're right. She was off the grid. Uh, she had and a tragic pulled ev- her back in. She had a tragic event with her food truck, you know, and then, you're right, she's having a match on NWA Power with Thunder Rosa, and now she's a part of a, a, a pay-per-view match on Sunday with Hard to Kill. Really good stuff for ODB. Really good stuff for Impact Wrestling. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.